created with free version for non-commercial use. Welcome to Kansas Ag Report. I'm Brian Holman. On today's show, Ken visits with Jackie McClaskey, Secretary of Agriculture in Kansas, to get a state of the state of ag in the state of Kansas. And then he visits with Aaron Suderman with FC Stone and gets a market update. Kansas Soybean talks quality and composition of soybeans, and KDA talks from the land of Kansas. Then we get our weekly update from the Kansas Livestock Association, and we'll get a market update from the guys from Paragon. You're watching Kansas Ag Report. Thank you. Closed captioning brought to you by The Soybean Checkoff, progress powered by Kansas farmers. KansasSoybeans.org Farm Bureau, a grassroots ag organization representing the state's farmers and ranchers since 1919. KFB.org Kansas Weed Commission, leaders in the adoption of profitable innovations for wheat. Online at kswheat.com Kansas Livestock Association, supporting our members' business interests to meet consumers' demands. KLA.org. We're being joined now by the Kansas Secretary of Agriculture, Jackie McClaskey. Good morning, Jackie. Good morning. It's great to be here. Well, we have spent some time with uh, farmers from all over the state uh, at the Kansas Commodity Classic, and so you're here not only to kind of learn, but to listen, but kind of uh, uh, get other people's input. But there's a couple things we want to talk about, and one that your office has done an awful lot of work on is preventing animal disease and any sort of outbreak to come to Kansas, and if something does, uh, what to do about it? That has been a high priority for our agency. We have set the goal of, of wanting to be the most prepared state in the country, and interestingly enough, I was on a phone with, with someone this week representing a national organization who said to me, we know you're the best prepared team in the or, um, state in the country, and I thought, you know, it's, it's, it's good to see that national recognition, understanding that our team's done a, a good job trying to be prepared and think about the risks that foreign animal disease provides to the agricultural industry in Kansas. You have done some unique things. I mean, really uh, inviting anybody that wants to kind of be a team member uh, if something like this happens from all walks of life and all industries. One of the things we started in just the last six months is the Kansas Agricultural Emergency Response Corps. And that volunteer corps is designed to allow people, like you just said, from all walks of life, you don't have to be a veterinarian, you don't have to be an animal health expert, to come in and be a part of the team that would actually respond in the case of any agricultural emergency, not just foreign animal disease. So you think about that, we're gonna need more communications experts to talk to folks <laughs> like you when they wanna show up. And then we're gonna need folks to help on the accounting and the financial side to help counties as an example, track their expenses because their folks are going to just be overrun, uh, especially in an animal disease case. Um, one thing that people don't think about is psychologists. Um, you think back even to the wildfire examples we've had in the last couple of years and the emotional support that some of those um, families needed, um, that would be even more extensive in the case of a foreign animal disease outbreak. Speaking of uh, something uh, to be prepared for, uh, we've seen the latest maps. Uh, it's really going to be a tinderbox once again in Kansas. And uh, uh, because of the wildfires the last two uh, early springs, late winters, uh, you've been in the middle of those as well. Well, absolutely. And I just, 
you know, we our team has been trying to really stay on top of that. I was just um, being got updated this morning about a hay fire in, in southwest Kansas that occurred last night. And it sounds like, as far as I know, that's been um, contained. And we've, you know, we're standing here in, in Riley County today where we're under a red flag warning and no burning is allowed. But yet there was a small fire, I believe, here last night that was easily contained. But still, they just get your antenna up and being prepared and, and certainly hoping we don't see the kind of incidents we have the last couple of years. We were talking with Kansas uh, Secretary of Agriculture Jackie McClaskey. Take a break and be back with more in just a moment. This segment brought to you by Kansas Livestock Association, supporting our members' business interests to meet consumers' demands. KLA.org. Oldie Seed Farms, carrying soil specific seed. Find them on the web at oldieseed.com. That's O H L D E seed.com. Grass and grain, online or in the mail. Keeping Kansas farmers informed for over 60 years. Grassandgrain.com. Kansas Weed Commission, leaders in the adoption of profitable innovations for wheat. Online at kswheat.com. Imagine having someone help you pick the best corn hybrids for every field on your farm. Your oldie representative can combine your data with his data to offer a field-by-field prescription. Contact Oldie Seed today at 877-692-4555. All over the country, more and more communities are making the change to biodiesel made from U.S. soybean oil. And the decision continues improving the health and welfare for millions of Americans while adding billions to our national economy. What does a brighter, more sustainable future look like in our cities and towns, and how do we get there? When New York needed an alternative fuel source to reduce carbon emissions, the city found what it needed in biodiesel made from U.S. soybean oil. The producer-funded Kansas Wheat Innovation Center was built to get improved varieties into the hands of farmers faster. Kansas Wheat, farmers advancing their future through wheat genetics research. Well, joining us now is Arnon Suderman. Of course, uh, uh, many folks have known Arnon. We've talked with Arnon several times, and uh, he uh, gave him some marketing uh, outlook. Uh, he is a uh, with uh, with INTL FC Stone. Got to get his card out because they got all the make sure we get the right numbers. That's a tough one. Yeah, chief commodity economist. So, anyway, Arnold, okay, let's get to it. Uh, you and I have talked for a long time. Uh, you were here at the uh, Commodity Classic. Uh, farmers are looking for answers. Oh, they really are. They're discouraged. We've had low prices for a long time. Uh, and low prices do solve low prices. I know farmers have heard that cliche and they're tired of it, but they do. It takes time. And we're now seeing evidence that that's starting to work. That doesn't mean that we're going to be talking $6 corn next month or anything like that. But at least it does look like the worst may be behind us unless we get hit with another really big crop, you know, very favorable weather for a third year in a row. And that's always a possibility. But that aside, it looks like the worst may be behind us, that the growing demand because of cheap prices domestically and globally is starting to catch up and fund managers are noticing that as well and taking an interest. Let's go back just a little bit look at 2017. Have you ever seen a market like that where there were so many unknowns, so many different factors that, that played in the trade? 
Yeah, it was really wild. And of course, I have an agronomic background myself. And so I was, I was frankly surprised at how well the crops did uh, to give us the big crops, plus all the other factors hitting the market. So it was very frustrating for farmers. Uh, and uh, w we just never really got the movement in the market that we would like to have had the farmers count on every year. Every year, it seems like over history, we tend to get movement to give that opportunity. And those opportunities were very limited in 2017. Right now, uh, we're seeing signs that those opportunities will come a little bit more often in 2018. All right, a couple things we want to talk to you about. One, soybeans. USDA came out a few months ago and said, you know, another couple of years, we're going to have more soybean than corn acres. And everybody kind of has that same look. We'll believe it when we see it. Yeah, our surveys, our client surveys are showing that we will probably plant more soybean acres in corn this year. Uh, the good news is, is that global demand for soybeans is hotter than it's ever been, and it continues to grow. We saw that 2017 came to an end, and Chinese imports of soybeans are the number one importer of soybeans, import over 60% of, uh, of the world's soybeans. Um, it came in up 10% over the previous year, and that demand keeps growing at exponential rates, and there's some reasons to believe that dynamic is going to continue. The other side of it, though, is supply has been growing at a faster pace. It's just been amazing the way we've expanded production in the world. And most evidence of that was how China could afford to start complaining about foreign matter in our soybeans. That is evidence of an oversupply of soybeans. Fund managers still like soybeans. That's where they get their volatility. They like to trade it. So they've been putting a little bit of strength here of late in it, and it's led by soy mill. That's the encouraging thing. Uh, but we've had big crops, and if we get back more normal weather in Argentina, if, they, if their losses mount up, we could see some more energy in this market. We're talking with Arlen Suderman with INTL FC Stone. We come back, we're going to get that second uh, one thing we want to talk about with him in just a moment. This segment brought to you by Farm Bureau, a grassroots ag organization representing the state's farmers and ranchers since 1919. KFB.org. Oldie Seed Farms, carrying soil-specific seed. Find them on the web at oldieseed.com. That's O-H-L-D-E seed.com. Grass and grain, online or in the mail. Keeping Kansas farmers informed for over 60 years. Grassandgrain.com. Kansas Weed Commission, leaders in the adoption of profitable innovations for wheat. Online at kswheat.com. We're joined uh, once again by Arlen Suderman with INTLFC Stone. And uh, Arlen, the other thing we want to talk about was uh, probably what we haven't yet, and that's wheat, especially when we come to Kansas and what we've seen and really what we're not seeing. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, what we are seeing, first of all, is we've got an oversupply of wheat, obviously, about a billion bushels of wheat, and uh, uh, that's just too much. And unfortunately, much of it's lower quality, lower protein. Same problem around the world is uh, we're growing bulk wheat, and to get the yields higher with the genetics, we've uh, done it at the expense of protein. So we have a shortage of protein in the world, and that's why hard red spring wheat is bringing a premium. And hard red winter wheat uh, with protein is bringing a premium. We just don't have enough of it. We've got too much feed quality wheat, and that's holding down corn as well. Uh, the good news is that we're starting to work through that. Um, other Outside of Russia where they have huge supplies. The rest of the world, the major exporters, are working down 
this year, I think it will be working ours lower as well, uh, assuming trend yields, and uh, that's because we continue to reduce acreage. The lower dollar is really helping finally to help us compete. Um, but then the next thing we're facing is how much will production be hurt by the drought that we see in the plains. 44% of the winter wheat belt is technically in a drought. Um, more of it is under dryness stress. The crop is dormant now once it breaks dormancy and temperatures like we've had in recent days certainly help that uh, come out of dormancy. Um, that's putting stress on the crop and so farmers are going to be hurting on yields here if we don't get a turn in the weather. And Unfortunately, both the long-range models and the analog years suggest that we could see this dryness in the plains really last into the grain fill period, early part of the grain fill period anywhere. So that's a real concern. So as we look at 2018, are there a couple of factors that we really need to be paying attention to as we, if we don't have our full position where we are with our uh, grains, we need to be, make sure we, we, we kind of pay attention to? Yeah, we need to pay attention to this wheat market and just what the damages are. And the next step is going to be around in the wintertime, around the first of the month, the states and the plains will individually release crop ratings. We saw a big drop in crop ratings January 1st. I anticipate we'll see more losses February 1st. I really historically we don't the funds don't start trading the problems until the crop breaks dormancy. That would be sometime in the last half of February, early March. Um, so but I, I do think at some point this is going to be something obviously with the supplies we have we're, we're not talking uh, $8 wheat, um, but certainly to get us out of the hole here and, and uh, help us get closer to those break-even prices. All right, Arlen, we'll appreciate your insight always, and we'll talk to you down the road. All right, thank you. Look forward to it. Arlen Suderman with INTL FC Stone. He is their chief uh, commodities economist, has joined us. Stay with us. We'll have more coming up. Imagine having someone help you pick the best corn hybrids for every field on your farm. Your oldie representative can combine your data with his data to offer a field-by-field -field prescription. Contact Oldie Seed today at 877-692-4555. All over the country, more and more communities are making the change to biodiesel, made from U.S. soybean oil. And the decision continues, improving the health and welfare for millions of Americans while adding billions to our national economy. What does a brighter, more sustainable future look like in our cities and towns, and how do we get there? When New York needed an alternative fuel source to reduce carbon emissions, the city found what it needed in biodiesel made from U.S. soybean oil. The producer-funded Kansas Wheat Innovation Center was built to get improved varieties into the hands of farmers faster. Kansas Wheat, farmers advancing their future through wheat genetic research.
Exceptional composition is a key element of the U.S. soy advantage. When it comes to soybean quality, the U.S. soybean industry wants to be sure its customers have the right information. The U.S. Soybean Family, which includes the U.S. Soybean Export Council, United Soybean Board, American Soybean Association, qualified state soybean boards, and the state soybean associations, promotes numerous studies around quality, providing international customers with the information needed to make good choices. Every year since 1986, USAC has partnered with the University of Minnesota's Agronomy Department to gather samples from soybean farmers across the United States and analyze them for protein, oil, and amino acid concentration, yielding scientific data that verify the exceptional composition and high nutritional value of U.S. soy. In 2017, sample kits went to almost 7,000 farmers. By early December, more than 1,800 samples came back. The results show essential amino acids varied little by location and the average was slightly higher than last year. Oil concentrations were nearly equal to 2016 and higher than average. Protein concentrations were slightly lower than in 2016 and historically, but similar nationwide, meaning all U.S. ports will export soybeans with a more consistent nutritional bundle this year. Learn more at kansassoybeans.org slash international on the web. From the land of Kansas, the state's Agricultural Trademark Program is celebrating its 40th anniversary in 2018. The program kicked off its celebration at the Kansas State Capitol on January 30th, and January was proclaimed From the Land of Kansas Month. The trademark program began in 1978 within the state's agriculture agency, now the Kansas Department of Agriculture, and was designed to promote and celebrate agriculture experiences and products grown, raised, or produced in Kansas. Since its inception, the program has grown to include 374 businesses across the state, as well as 85 retail partners where Kansas products can be purchased. These businesses span the breadth of the agriculture industry, from restaurants, agriculture equipment manufacturers, farmers and ranchers, to food processors, agritourism, wineries, breweries, and distilleries. Throughout the life of Kansas Trademark Program, it has transformed to meet the needs of Kansas businesses. We strive to provide support and assistance to help Kansas businesses grow, which keeps money in Kansas communities. The From the Land to Kansas program provides agribusiness marketing opportunities to participating local businesses and allows consumers to identify and choose to support products that contain Kansas ingredients or items processed in Kansas. The program's logo makes it easier for consumers to find Kansas-made products in Kansas-based businesses. From the Land of Kansas also hosts an e-commerce website where trademark program members can sell their products online, reaching more customers across the state of Kansas and the U.S. For more information about the program and its members, visit FromTheLandOfKansas.com or find us through social media. Thanks for joining us as we celebrate the 40th anniversary of the Kansas Trademark Program. This segment brought to you by Farm Bureau, a grassroots ag organization representing the state's farmers and ranchers since 1919. KFB.org. Oldie Seed Farms, carrying soil-specific seed. Find them on the web at oldeseed.com. That's O-H-L-D-E seed.com. Grass and grain, online or in the mail. Keeping Kansas farmers informed for over 60 years. Grassandgrain.com. Kansas Weed Commission, leaders in the adoption of profitable innovations for wheat. Online at kswheat.com. The producer-funded Kansas Wheat Innovation Center 
was built to get improved varieties into the hands of farmers faster. Kansas Wheat, farmers advancing their future through wheat genetics research. What if U.S. soybean meal were more than a commodity? If seed companies and the soybean checkoff built a better variety? That future is here. The time is now. To meet end-user demands, the Soybean Checkoff is investing in the compositional quality of soybeans, including meal. A message from the Kansas Soybean Commission, the Soybean Checkoff, progress powered by Kansas farmers. You need a partner that you can count on to be there for your business. Providing a depth of understanding to risk management issues so you don't have to. A knowledgeable support team located in your area, delivering products and services to make you more successful. The producer-funded Kansas Wheat Innovation Center was built to get improved varieties into the hands of farmers faster. Kansas Wheat, farmers advancing their future through wheat genetics research. Kansas Farm Bureau, the voice of agriculture, represents grassroots agriculture. The state's largest and most powerful farm organization stands up for its members through leadership development, agriculture education, legal defense, environmental advocacy, farm safety, and risk management. Members also enjoy money-saving benefits. To join our organization today or to learn more, go to www.kfb.org or find us on Facebook and Twitter. What does a brighter, more sustainable future look like in our cities and towns, and how do we get there? When New York needed an alternative fuel source to reduce carbon emissions, the city found what it needed in biodiesel made from U.S. soybean oil. Imagine having someone help you pick the best corn hybrids for every field on your farm. Your oldie representative can combine your data with his data to offer a field-by-field -field prescription. Contact Oldie Seed today at 877-692-4555. The producer-funded Kansas Wheat Innovation Center was built to get improved varieties into the hands of farmers faster. Kansas Wheat, farmers advancing their future through wheat genetics research. The Kansas Beef Council recently partnered with Cattle Empire of Satana and the Beef Marketing Group based in Manhattan to donate 2,000 beef servings to a Lawrence food bank. Beef was delivered February 7th to Just Food Kansas. The donation will play a vital nutritional role in the food bank's feeding programs. As organizers indicate, less than 11% of all contributions are high-quality protein like beef. Charitable contributions are common with Kansas beef community members. Surveys show more than 50% of U.S. farmers and ranchers routinely give back to their state and local communities through some form of service or charitable giving, compared to the national average of 7% for the general public. In addition to the donation, Kansas Beef Council Director of Nutrition Abby Hyderi, a registered and licensed dietitian, provided nutritional information to Just Food Kansas clients during a recipe sampling and a hands-on cooking class. The Easy Skillet Chili Mac recipe she prepared contains standard ingredients commonly distributed by food pantries. 
Hyderi offered suggestions about how to modify ground beef recipes to decrease calories and increase nutrients. The Kansas Beef Council funds programs in promotion, research, consumer education, and producer communications through the $1 per head beef checkoff paid by producers. Good morning, I'm Darren Van Vactor with Paragon Ag. We are officially one month into the new year. January was fairly forgettable for the grains and relatively forgiving on the cattle side of things. Now we're into February where the base insurance price will be set for the 2018 corn and soybeans. Grain futures have made positive gains. That's right, for the first time in a while we've got a little excitement on the grain space. So what's going on? Wheat seems to be catching some headlines as the bitter cold and lack of moisture is fostering a bit of winter kill concerns in the southern plains. Beans have recently caught a lift from South American weather concern as they approach a more pivotal point in their growing season. Additionally, a multi-year low in the U.S. dollar index, along with the stock market giving back a good portion of its 2018 gains, has a lot of folks scratching their heads, prompting some money managers to take a good hard look at their large net short positions. As a result of all, old crop corn has followed along and pushed back to a three-month high. So as we close out the first full week of February 2018, the base insurance price for corn is averaging in the lower 390s, while beans are holding in there a little north of $10. A little positivity feels good, although we just need to find a way to harness some of it. Physical commitments are emotionally taxing this early, so you might want to consider alternative positions to lock in more profitability. To find out more, give us a call here at Paragon Ag Advisors, 888-452-8751. I'm Darren Van Vactor. Be safe and have a great week. captioning brought to you by the soybean checkoff progress powered by kansas farmers kansassoybeans.org farm bureau a grassroots ag organization representing the state's farmers and ranchers since 1919 kfb.org kansas weed commission leaders in the adoption of profitable innovations for wheat online at kswheat.com Kansas Livestock Association, supporting our members' business interests to meet consumers' demands. KLA.org. Well, that's this week's show. For more ag news or to watch the show again, go to KansasAgReport.com. For my partner, Ken Rogers, I'm Brian Holman, and thanks for watching. What if U.S. soybean meal were more than a commodity? If seed companies and the soybean checkoff built a better variety. That future is here. The time is now. To meet end-user demands, the Soybean Checkoff is investing in the compositional quality of soybeans, including meal. A message from the Kansas Soybean Commission, the Soybean Checkoff, progress powered by Kansas farmers.
Kansas Farm Bureau, the voice of agriculture, represents grassroots agriculture. The state's largest and most powerful farm organization stands up for its members through leadership development, agriculture education, legal defense, environmental advocacy, farm safety, and risk management. Members also enjoy money-saving benefits. To join our organization today or to learn more, go to www.kfb.org or find us on Facebook and Twitter. The producer-funded Kansas Wheat Innovation Center was built to get improved varieties into the hands of farmers faster. Kansas Wheat, farmers advancing their future through wheat genetics research. Created with free version for non-commercial use. 